Now, first things first. I want to stress that this message is not brought to you by the person I'm going to talk to you about. They did not pay me to do it, and I will not accept money to plug this person. Here in Tasmania, Australia, we've been having some serious problems with our health, with our government, and our health system. We like to tout that our health system is one of the best in the world, but when it came down to it, Tasmania has got the worst in all of Australia. And this is thanks to our liberal government run by Will Hodges and his minister that he had running it for a very long time, Michael Ferguson. They've chopped and chewed the living hell out of our healthcare system. Not only physical health, but mental health. About a week ago, I was told by my friend who helped me when I was needing help. And she is a um, social worker at a place called Clinic 43. And before then was called sexual health. She helped me understand more about my body and my issues of being trans than I'd ever needed, than I ever had before. She was so kind to help me find the answers to my problems. And now we converse more on a level playing field because she's no longer a therapist for me. Um, we're just good friends. And we built that off when she took a, a break from being a therapist. We became friends. And I really do appreciate all that she's done for me as a human being. Here recently, the state government yanked funding from a lot of places. And as a result, Clinic 43 reduced her hours from full-time down to part-time. She got reduced down to two days a week to deal with a lot of people who have mental health issues due to being LGBTI or even some straight people because she was there for them in their time of need because Sexual health is not just about being part of the gender diverse community or being part of the LGBT spectrum. It's something all of us have to deal with. We all have to face the issue that you could get syphilis. You could get chlamydia. You could get any of these STIs, STDs. Or you could just have some problems with performance or you could be transgender and you need that person well unfortunately here recently my friend has stepped away completely from clinic 43 and sexual health she was in the process of starting up her own business and finally decided that she needed to put her efforts where they mattered most 
because the government wasn't doing that. And if she can't help people in her capacity, then why did she choose that kind of employment? Why did she have that drive where at one time they funded anything she needed? They did a fantastic job. Well, I'm just letting you know that if you do need help with anything that is sexual health related um, or even just help in counseling, my friend Vic has her own business and it's called Attitude Counseling. Yeah, it's okay to have attitude about your own mental health. And she'll help you with it. Um, you can find her at attitudecounseling.com. You can even email her at attitudecounseling at gmail.com. Or you can call for an appointment here in Tasmania at 499 That's 499 1-84-0-8-8. There is help for you. There is help for every one of us. If we only ask for it. So I can't give enough credit, love, and compassion for this individual. For all that she's done for the LGBTIQ+, whatever. It's becoming a little ridiculous. LGBT plus community. And I can't say enough of what she's done in the past years for the sexual health of everybody in Launceston. This woman is absolutely amazing. So if you need help, give her a jingle. She's there for you. Once again, this was not paid for by her. This was me plugging her because I believe in her. That's what a friend does. Take good care of yourself. And if you need to give, you need someone out there. Vic really is the person that can help you with your attitude about you. Take good care. We'll talk to you later. Bye now. Hey, thanks for joining me on another episode of Being Trans. 57. 57. That's a lot to go off of. One of the things I want to talk about today, and we're not going to go to frequently asked questions. We're going to go to um, a concern that someone brought up to me. Now, this someone happens to be someone that is very close to me, that I have fought with time and time again to get this person's mental health and this person's view of themselves back to a normative state. And this happens to be my daughter, my youngest daughter. And sometimes as being a parent, we are faced with the necessity to be blunt 
with our children. It's not easy. You want to shelter them from the cold, hard facts. But at the same time, you want to lift them to a point where they can feel comfortable with who they are in this world. Sometimes that's not easy, especially for younger kids. Now, Neve approached me today in an email, because this isn't my week, this is the ex's week. And she approached me in an email, and asking if she could go over to a person's house. Normally, I really review who my kids spend nights with, or who they associate with. Because I think my kids are amazing people in themselves. And I don't want anything bad to happen to them. So I work with them. We look at who the person is. And then we make a decision. A lot of times I'll let it go. Because they're good friends. And my kids pick good friends. Unfortunately, my daughter has had some struggles with this young person over the year. And it's been kind of the six flags of friendship built with roller coasters that go extreme, extremely fast and you end up holding your cheeks in place so they don't end up in the back of your head. No phones, no glasses, because they won't be there when the ride ends. Kind of friendship. But my daughter has this friend that is an amazing woman. And this woman has been teaching Neve jujitsu. And she is just got it together. And she really looks after my daughter and really thinks very, very highly of her. Neve got sick. This woman called to make sure that Neve got better. She she sent me a Facebook message to also make sure that things were going okay for Neve. She really thinks that Neve is a special person because she knows a lot about my daughter. And we, me and this woman are really good friends and I really appreciate who she is. So here I have a great person that is a great role model for my daughter. So I told my daughter, I said, look, you and I need to be honest about this. I don't lie to you, and I don't play games with you. I only tell you the truth. You are worth so much more. You are worth more than you'll ever know. True friends do not attack you. True friends do not say negative things about you. They don't hurt your feelings. They don't lie about you. They don't play games with your heart. And then I said, now, let's look at Claire, your friend. She's always been there for you since the day you met her. She's taught you heaps about jujitsu. She's kind, she's gentle, she's friendly, 
And when you were ill, she called about you to make sure that you're okay. This is a good friend. Your other friend, who attacks you on a regular basis and tries to find things wrong with you, is that a friend? Now, I sat down in this this email to my daughter because this is a fairly long email that went back to her. And I said, where do you think you are? Are you worth Claire? Or are you worth this other girl? Do you think a real friend is Claire or this other girl? I went further into saying, look, when people attack people, like a friend says they're a friend, but they attack you, and you distance yourself from that person. You walk away from them because you know they're toxic. And then they end up coming back to you and apologizing over and over again. But do it again. You know that they've got a really shallow sense of friendships. That they don't value you as a human being. They don't value you as someone that's important. You're only a convenience to them. And I went down to the end, and I finished writing out my email to my daughter, and I said, look, for all of this, I know what you're worth to me, and I know what you're worth to Claire, and I know that you are better than this individual. So for that, I'm saying, no, you cannot go spend the night at this person's house. Had, they, had there been a, a real attempt by this young person to treat my daughter with respect, kindness, love, and compassion, just like her friend Claire does, I would have gladly said yes. Now, I bet you're wondering, how does this apply to being trans? Well, it's very simple. We need to, as a community and individuals, look at those who we associate with. If a person lifts you up and has been there for you, is there for you, is kind to you, then God got to support that friend. Be there for them in return. Lift them up when they're down. Assist them and care for them. And in return, they come back to you tenfold. And that's how a good friendship works. But a lot of the times, trans people act just like my daughter did. We look for that, that acceptance that we hope we can have with someone. Even though that person, when we turn our back, might step on us, we come back to them and hope that they'll accept us in the end. That's really not that healthy. It's really not good. I've been having a struggle with my ex-partner. 
Um, and it comes down to the fact that this person will be super, super kind when they want things. Want you to do things for them. But the moment your back is turned, they'll cut you out. They'll pull the rug out from under you. I, I ignored this when we were together. I really didn't think that it was... I, I really didn't think much about it when we were together. Because um, you do. You look for the best thing in a person and you try to ignore the the bad things in people. And I tried. I really overlooked a lot of issues that my ex-partner once had. But the more I look at it now, the more I realize that that's quite abusive. It's quite um, harmful to other people. And I see that with my daughter and this young woman that she is wanting to go spend the week, the night at. And I thought, no, it's not going to happen. And in supporting this, I even had to look at my relationship with my daughter's mother, my ex-partner. And I said, because a while back, uh, my daughter forgot her bus passes at her mother's house. And as a direct result, we ended up um, having to pay out a lot of money for buses, bus fare. And it really did impact on us. It cost us a lot of money. Because if you don't have your bus pass, you got to pay full price. And that's not a good thing. So I received a, uh, an SMS from my ex-partner saying, Our daughter, Neve, has left my towel at your house. I want you to find it and bring it to the school ASAP, capitals. And so I was thinking that really needs a response. Don't bite into it. Don't start an argument. Don't do anything to lower yourself to their selves. You can ignore it, but after a while, ignoring it just seems to cause more issues. You need to draw back to the attention of, hey, you made a mistake last time, and my ASAP does not work on your clock. It works on my clock. So I chose to write back an email to my ex-partner. I mean, an SMS. And I, I was, I kept it short, and I kept it sweet. I said, remember when you refused to drop off the bus passes that Neve forgot? That's it. When Neve comes home, she can find the towel and bring it back to your place on the next visit. So there's your ASAP. I'm not refusing to do it. I'm not trying to argue with the person. I'm just saying, you chose your ASAP. I'm going to choose my ASAP. And my ASAP is, you'll get it 
when she brings it home. It's a towel. My ex-partner loves to draw these things and demand that things get returned immediately. I used to see this when she would send her kids over to on the plane over to visit the um, the ex-husband in Melbourne, which is about an hour's flight. It's not that big of a deal. But he would throw a temper tantrum, and she would take photos, and I would just sit there. And the two of them would go back and forth over clothes. It's not like you're sending these kids to, you know, um, Meyer or to the most expensive store in the world, and the other parent lives like a pauper. Um, which I live more like a realist. You know, kids are going to wear holes in shirts. It doesn't matter if you buy a $100 shirt or if you buy a $20 shirt. It really doesn't matter. They both but again end up in a hole in them. And the way my kids go through shoes right now, I'm not buying expensive shoes, especially with one who keeps growing so fast in his feet that I'm just not doing that. Pay an $80 pair of shoes or a $100 pair of shoes, or a $300 pair of shoes for a kid that's only going to wear them for two or three weeks. Well, maybe a term, which is about six to ten weeks. You know, and it's just not realistic. But as it comes back, I'm not going to sit there and take the time and have an argument. I'm also drawing a line that says... You're not as worth as much as you think you are. You think you're worth me traveling down to the school right here, right now, to drop off a towel. I'm not going to do that. But I am going to be respectful. And I'm not going to pick a fight. I'm just going to simply say, this is my ASAP. When Neve comes back to visit you. She can bring it. Now, the same thing goes with Neve. She needs to learn, my daughter does, of what is important and what is not important. Is it important to go to this other girl's house right here, right now, who really has been, every time Neve turns around, attacking her? No, it's not. Because the other friend, Claire, has been looking forward to seeing you for over two weeks. Almost three weeks. And that's an amazing friend who just wants you to make sure you are healthy and well. And I'm teaching my daughter how to look at things like that. And I'm also saying to you as the trans community, Look at who you call your allies out there. Look at their actions with you and away from you. I have a person that's on my Facebook. When we first met, she was a lovely girl. She really was. Um, she was kind. We got along really, really well. I mean, I'm old enough to be your parent, so that's about all it's going to go. And... Over time, she's put up a few things that have been questionable. 
And I've called her on it. I've said, you know, that's, you know, are you my friend? Or because that is not something my friends would post. And they were very anti-trans. And I said, you know, uh, not really keen on that. And she goes, oh, I love you as a person. Now you see right there? Listen to what I said. I love you as a person. But I just don't buy into the whole trans thing. We come back to that whole thing that some religions like to do. We are to love, the, hate the sin, but love the sinner. It's passive aggressiveness at its best. It's just saying, you're good, but you're not that good for me. And until you do what I tell you to do, I won't like you. And so I've kept this young woman on my Facebook. I haven't banned her. I haven't kicked her or anything like that. But I've distanced myself from her in communications. And the reason I did that was simple. I give a lot of helpful information on my Facebook. I do things that I want people to see. I want them to see the good side of being trans. The happy side. Not always the negative side. Same thing with my creation of my blog, the creation of my uh, podcast. I want you to know that there are good things to being trans. I want you to know that we are just like everybody else out there. We have our ups and downs. We have good friends, bad friends, everything. So by keeping her on my Facebook, I was hoping that I could teach her a little bit. And when I post important things like um, new facts that I've found, because I do search. I want to know why I was born this way. I don't just accept that it that it's an issue of sexuality and say that, oh, you're gay because you're gay, or you're straight because you're straight, because that's a little bit different of a thing. Here I am seeing something completely different. And I want to know why I think the way I think. I want to know why my body has a conflict with my brain. Or my brain has a conflict with my body. Whatever way you want to look at it. They both don't like each other. It's that simple. So... I try to put that kind of information out there. As I research, I want other people to also have that opportunity to grow from my research. And I was sitting there talking to a friend, and all of a sudden, because I use Discord. I really like Discord as a product. It's, um, it's fun. You can talk to people and, and have a good communication and it doesn't require you to have a um, an IT degree to try and figure out what the hell you're doing um, with certain things that certain other um, voice over IP um, software require um, 
and they're not also bloatware like you end up with some of the others as well. But when I when you come down to some of this level of communication, I simply told her, and I, I saw the message, and I and I said, "Look, I, I'm sorry. I'm really really busy right now. I'll be happy to talk to you another time, but." Right now, I'm a little on the busy side. But the reason I did that is because I realized the toxicity of this individual now. I realized that my worth is more to talking with this other individual than it is talking with this young lady. Because this young lady refuses to grow from the information that I put out. She looks for a friend. And I would be more than happy to be a friend if you didn't chew me down, hate me for whom I am, or say I don't believe in the transgender thing. It isn't a matter of, well, it is a matter of self-worth. My worth is worth more than playing these games. If you want to be a part of my life, you're welcome to be a part of my life. Just don't play games with it. If you want to grow and see why I am trans, then take the time and read the stuff that I put out. And talk with me about your views on it. Ask me questions. Grow from the knowledge that I have been researching. I guarantee you, if you look at people that are disabled, um, such as um, oh uh, Stephen Hawking, I'm sure he didn't just stop at looking at the universe as a whole. I'm sure he also wondered why his condition was the way it was. I'm sure that he did his research in that, too. Knowing, though, that he couldn't fix it, but still wanting to know why it was the way that it was. I can't fix being trans. I'm going to be this way for the rest of my life. I was this way when I was born, and this is the way I will be when I die. I'll be trans. I'm okay with that. But if you want to be a part of my life, then just like the little, just like my little daughter, I have to, to choose, happen to, need to choose, just like she does. Maybe that wasn't the right way to say it. I have to choose, just like she does, what my self-worth is. Am I worth a person that I can't trust? Or am I worth a friend? like Claire? Am I worth someone that would do anything for another friend? Who would run and drop everything to make sure someone else is, someone else is healthy and happy and okay? Or am I worth someone who only wants to make themselves feel better when they're alone. 
that's those type of people really aren't the support network you need. If you're a trans person out there and you need support, find people that are like Claire. Find people that are out there that are willing to take the time and invest in your life as you invest in theirs. Be happy for them. Be excited for them. Lift them up when they need help, as they lift you up when you need help. This is a good friend. This is a good support network. I'm drawn to think about the open kindness that comes from a group that I have on my Facebook. They, I really don't interact with them as much as maybe other people get the opportunity to. But this group, I really want to draw attention to. And if you're an advocate, if you are a supporter, if you're trans, and you need someone out there in the world just to get a hug, free mom hugs, find them on Facebook. These women are beautiful because sometimes a hug just needs to be there. Sometimes you need someone to be in your corner when the whole damn world is against you. You can't pick and choose your family, but you can pick and choose your friends. And if you need to make a friend and you're young and you need someone like a mom who's going to be around for you and cares about you. They may not be the perfect person. They may just be the right person. So look them up. If you need a hug or you need a chat, they're there for you. Look at your friends. Look how they treat you. Are they there for you? Don't be afraid to ask for a hug. Don't be afraid to just walk up and say, Hey, I'm having a really bad day. Can I have a hug? Because amazingly, hugs give so much more than just warmth. They help two people share a burden, which makes it a hell of a lot lighter. So as we come close to today's episode, I just want to say I care about you. I really, really do. I hope that you're taking good care of yourself. I hope that you're learning from the things I say on my podcast. I hope that you can find inner peace. Sometimes happiness is not the remedy we need. Sometimes peace is. Take the time. Care for yourself. Do some self-care. Measure who you deal with. And then be that person as well. If you want good people, be a good person. I love you. Take good care of yourselves. And if you need help, please contact Lifeline, Crisis Line, Men's Line, Q Life, and a whole bunch of others that are out there. They're there for you. We'll talk to you later. Bye now.
Did you know that Patreon helps creators like myself keep doing what we're doing? We set the prices of what we ask for, for donations, and we also set rewards. Episodes, recordings, podcasts, songs, books can all be done with Patreon. Your supporters can help us to continue. I know that you've probably heard me several times talk about Patreon, but really, each and every one of us that take the time to do these um, efforts to bring you content, we could really use your help for as low as $3 a month on my site. I've even seen some for as low as $3 offer a brand new song that you can download. So take the time. Go to my Patreon. I'll put the link below, but it's www.patreon.com forward slash bean underscore trans. Love to have you um, as one of my supporters. Have a great day. We'll talk to you later.